0: Back to another episode of the 100k Freelancer Club podcast. It's been a while since we've seen this man's face, or so I heard <laughs> this man's voice. It is Niall. You're all right buddy. How's it going? right,
1: mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm well. It does feel like a long time, but that's because it has been a long time. I actually don't want to think about how long it's been because I feel bad because I know that we should have done a few more of these, but life gets in the way. Life keeps us all busy. So, yeah, that's been keeping me from doing, uh, 100k episodes recently but i'm back so looking forward to this one
0: nice yeah you've been a very busy man i've seen i've seen you your face and your voice across a number of different famous football clubs um catch everybody up what have you been up to
1: well yeah exactly that obviously the english football season is long 10 months starts at the beginning of august my first game was actually the last weekend of july that was the first proper game and that doesn't take into account preseason matches so you're talking really the first of july till the 28th of may is the football season and you know for a lot of people and you'll be one of these people work is is all year round it's 12 months but you can kind of take a holiday in the middle whenever you feel like you're burning out with football you can't really do that because there's a gap of two months in the summer where there's effectively no work you mothball your business um, or at least you kind of don't do as much work in my case But, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to, really. And, and, you know, April, May time is the busy month of the season when everything gets decided and all of the teams know what they'll be getting up to, whether that be winning trophies or whatnot. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of games, whether that's women's football, men's football, youth football, uh, European football, English football, loads of stuff that's, you know, commentating, presenting, reporting, All sorts of different stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's been keeping me busy. And of course, I've made no secret of it on this podcast uh, to let people know that I'm not only self employed, but I'm also full time employed as well. So, trying to balance being a freelancer with your Monday to Friday job where you have responsibilities and, you know, responsibility and commitment to a company that you work for, in my case, that's not always easy. And then there's the other side of it as well where, you want to enjoy your life. You want to go out and do stuff. But if you're working Monday to Friday and then you've got football Saturday, Sunday, sometimes you can end up working a lot of days in a row. So I've just come off the back of, I think, 23 days of consecutive working. Um, so I needed a bit of a break and I'm looking forward to having a break. So yeah, there's there's a few things in there that I've been up to and a few things that kind of tie back into what we've spoken about on this podcast over the last few years, which is trying to keep yourself in a good place when you're working.
0: Yeah, I mean... That just sounds crazy, to be honest, like 23 days in a row. That's uh, yeah. uh, that's pretty intense. It is intense, pretty intense, mate. It
1: is, yeah. And, you know, I've learned the hard way that there's only so many times a year that you can do that before it yeah. starts to take its toll. And like I said, it's not just the work side of it. It's it's the responsibilities outside of work. So your family life, relationships, mental health, physical health, all of those sorts of things. Are things that I think, particularly when you become an adult, you think you're just able to deal with. But actually, it takes a few occasions where you get ground down and worn down to figure out what works for you. So, for instance, I've really found it hard to get any physical exercise in. I mean, my job is to talk about football, barely play the sport anymore, barely play the sport anymore, just don't have the time to do it. So, about three months ago, I bought myself a bike, 40 quid, just messaged some guy on Facebook Marketplace. I needed a bike because mine actually got stolen just after lockdown. And I'm thinking now lockdown was three years ago in the UK. So I'm thinking, what have I done for two and a half years? Don't play football anymore. Barely get to play cricket in the summer because I'm doing other things. And so I'm thinking, well, what am I doing to keep myself fit? And I realized that for my mental health as well, keeping fit, getting on the bike, doing some sort of exercise, because I'm not a runner, JB, you know me, I I hate running, but I love (laughs) cycling. I love playing football cricket golf whatever it might be these are all things that i've not really had a great deal of time to do and so i have figured out pretty you love quickly walking to the pub as well mate yeah i mean that's the best <laughs> exercise of all isn't it picking and putting up down your pint picking up and putting down your beer that's the best sort of exercise you can get but uh yeah it's been difficult to sort of figure out what works for you and um that's something i'm still getting to grips with now and i'm a fair few years into my career
0: yeah definitely and and like we said like i think when you're younger like 18 to sort of 25 when you're in that you don't really have any real responsibilities in life as you have like no one really dependent on you you feel like you could do this yeah. forever and, and you feel you? yeah and you look at i always looked at older people like you know i could why aren't you working this much like <laughs> you know i could do it 10 times as much as you i could go 10 times as hard and then you get to that stage where like you start to pick up responsibilities you have a partner things get more serious you have more you know obligations in your life and then you realize oh okay this is exactly why you can't yeah. work 28 days in a row yeah like, I, I always think constantly.
1: that with nights out as well but like, i don't drink much nowadays i'll drink one or two pints every now and again but back when we were sort of the ages of 18 to 21 22 and used to go out two or three nights in a row drinking loads oh. and you'd wake up and you think oh my god but i now feel as bad as i do after one night drinking as i did after three nights drinking 10 years ago. So that's kind of the position I'm in now. And that's, you know, it's not just that side of it. It's also, as you mentioned, you know, being able to function to full capacity. It's um, quite important with what I do to make sure that your mind is focused. And it's difficult to do that sometimes when you've got lots of other stuff going on. But yeah, I'm still working on it, still finding the balance. And I think that's something that will always be part of my lifestyle is trying to figure out what makes me stressed how I can relax, how I can keep myself fresh mentally. And I think that's something that all freelancers will deal with.
0: Oh, definitely. But I'll dive into the topic of the podcast today because we were having almost like a brief argument before the the uh, before this episode <laughs> actually started. Um, we'll dive into that in a second. But basically today I wanted to talk to Niall about the struggles and, well, the benefits as well of starting a podcast because you know podcasting has become massive it's blown up tremendously in the last couple of years and it feels like everybody wants to do a podcast everybody wants to start a podcast um and i think it's because people see a lot of the top podcasters and a lot of the top top podcasts earning a lot of money getting a lot of brand deals getting a tremendous amount of views and they feel that it's kind of a fun easy way a fun, easy way to, to earn some extra money or to, you know, uh, earn the big money. Um, but having a conversation with now, and obviously we've been running this podcast, um, not consistently, but on and off for like three years. Um, and obviously, you know, we can safely say that we are not making, um, tremendous money from the actual, well, any money actually really from the podcast itself, <laughs> Um, It's what happens outside of the podcast, but in terms of like the podcast revenue, practically zero, um, even though there's quite a fair few views coming in. But uh, Niall was explaining to me earlier about how many views you actually need to have to run a successful podcast in terms of like, if you want to live solely off the income (laughs) of that podcast, it seems like a lot. So I'll hand it over to you. Like, so you actually work in a podcast studio, right?
1: Yeah, I work in full-time podcasting when I'm not doing the the football stuff in terms of the presenting, commentating, TV, radio, all of that sort of stuff. I'm very heavily involved in the podcast landscape. And just to pick up of what you said there, if you're trying to start a podcast to get rich, don't even bother because it's not going to work. A very, very minuscule percentage of podcasts will start organically from scratch with nothing and build up into a position where they will make enough money to live. And making enough money to live and making enough money to live comfortably are two different things, which we've already discussed on this podcast in previous episodes. Let me just run you through some statistics when it comes to podcasting. This is from Demand Sage, and this is just me Googling podcast statistics 2023. There are some other more detailed stats that I could go into, but just as a top line, have a listen to this. 78% of the United States population is aware of podcasts there are 5 million podcasts globally and there are half a billion people around the world that are listening to podcasts that just shows you how big it is as a medium so podcasts are massive basically that's what those stats tell us podcasts are absolutely massive what it doesn't quite tell us is how often new podcasts are springing up Now, one thing I've always thought in podcasting is you have to speculate to accumulate, and what I mean by that saying is you're not going to start making money just because you've got a podcast about Harry Potter with your friend who's also a Harry Potter fan. Where are you going to attract your audience from? And that's the key. Podcasting a lot of the time is basically an enhanced form of marketing. That's how we use it for the 100K Freelancer Club. You've already openly said there that the 100K Freelancer Club podcast, we don't take money from this podcast. In fact, we actually put money into the podcast to allow people who use 100K Freelancer Club to have that extra tool and spread awareness of what we're trying to do in terms of bringing the freelance community together and giving them a resource to help further their careers. So that's effectively what most podcasts are. They're marketing tools. And a lot of businesses will now start podcasts. A lot of brands will start podcasts, not with the idea of making money solely through the podcast as a revenue stream. It might become that years and years further down the line. But initially, the point of starting the podcast will be simply to raise awareness of what you are trying to do. And because, as I've mentioned, half a billion people around the world are listening to podcasts, that's just one statistic. There are several others that you can draw into it. That means to me, it's a no-brainer. If there's that many people on the planet listening to podcasts, then you'd be silly not to try and infiltrate that space and infiltrate is a really important word as well, because there are so many podcasts. I think it's a new podcast. I think 500 podcasts every day, brand new podcasts are being released and that's just in the UK. So you're talking about significant numbers here of people that are trying to do similar things. So if you're starting a podcast with the intention of getting rich and making a load of money, then it's not going to work. The people that you see on YouTube that have podcasts that are rich and make a load of money, have viewers and listeners to their podcast because of their presence on YouTube and not solely through the podcast. There are very few podcasts I can think of off the top of my head that are successful from podcast first and then branching into YouTube. Normally it's people like influencers or YouTube personalities who have developed a platform first, they've developed a fan base, and then people will come flock into their podcast. That's generally how it works. I can break down a little bit more the financial side of it if you want, but in terms of what podcasting is, if you're starting from scratch, the chances of you making a decent living in terms of a comfortable wage on podcasting, you'd need a significant amount of downloads and the chances of that happening from scratch are very, very slim. It's not impossible, but I'm saying if you're thinking of it as a get rich quick scheme, it's just not going to happen for you
0: yeah i mean i I think that's what we talk about the whole of you know 100k freelance club and freelancing in general it's not freelancing or podcasting isn't like a get rich quick scheme it can at the top end have massive massive rewards and make you rich but in order to get there it requires a tremendous amount of work and and like you said with podcasting especially i think you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the big people that people see and idolize they started years and years ago or they've had investment in backing to like spread around do you know collaborations advertisement um you know studios and stuff like that uh it it it, it takes a lot to get going but run us through the numbers of how much you make per view or you know (laughs) if you're just looking at trying to make money from a podcast what does that even look like
1: well first of all what I would say is podcasting has been around so long I think the first podcasts came around 2005 2006 to put it into context me and Jacob were in the first and second year of school when yeah. that when that year ro- rolled around so you're talking about a concept that's been around for a long long time it was initially for iPods i think which is where the term pod comes from but um definitely it's a concept that's been around for a while. And now in the last five or six years, we've really seen it start to explode. So there are some podcasters I have contact with that have been doing this for 10, 15 years and are still only just finding ways to make a bit of cash off of their shows. In terms of how the finances work, that all depends on what we call a CPM, which is a cost per meal. That's not a cost per meal is in a meal you eat or a, a meal is in a million, it's uh, a thousand, it's a Latin word. So cost per meal, which means per thousand listens or downloads for your podcast, how much money are you making? Now that depends on how you monetize the podcast. Now, some people might put their podcast behind a paywall. For example, they might have a Patreon account and they might say, every subscriber to the Patreon pays $5 a month and you get free access to the podcast. It's the OnlyFans subscription model. Everyone knows about it. Everyone knows that's exactly how some people make their money through the subscription model. In terms of inserted ad revenue, If you are getting advertisers on the podcast, sometimes depending on who hosts your podcasts, it depends on how many listens you get. You need a certain amount of listens to even start making money. You need a certain CPM. So let's say you get 2000 listens to your podcast episode and your CPM is 50 cents. That means you're gonna make a dollar per episode for 2000 listens. Now, it would be good if it was a dollar per download uh, per download or dollar per listener, because then you'd be making $2,000 an episode. You'd be absolutely rolling in it. It'd be amazing. But that's not how podcasting works. And you need to make sure that whatever your CPM is, and I won't go into too much detail about CPMs and how to make the money. That's something I think people should find out for themselves um, or get in touch with me and I can help you, particularly if you've got a sports podcast. Then, you know, I think that it, it's more about The kind of element of who is listening and then attracting advertisers. So, for instance, I mentioned, you know, John Smith and his friend who have got a Harry Potter podcast. What sort of companies are going to want to sponsor that? What sort of businesses? You know, if you've got two girls on a gossip podcast, maybe health and beauty. I mean, this is a little bit stereotypical. Maybe health and beauty companies would be interested in sponsoring me and you talking about football or soccer or whatever you want to talk, call it, we might have gambling companies or alcohol companies wanting to sponsor us. Men's, um, men's grooming companies will, might want to sponsor us. So you know, you're talking about where do you fit in the industry? What's your niche? And a lot of the best podcasts are niche podcasts where they can sort of foster a community of people, share their thoughts and values, and that's how podcasts tend to grow. But in terms of making money from it, a lot of the time it's done on this thing called cpm cost per meal how much per a thousand downloads will advertising agencies give you you need to be making tens of thousands of downloads really with a decent cpm value to to be making money that you can live off
0: yeah exactly like you said you, you need so many downloads to make a living just off of that but that is just one side of it like for me, the, the ad revenue was never really a target of like anybody I talk to um, of podcasting because like you said, you need to be in the millions of, of views and downloads to actually you know, make a dent into even living expenses, let alone talking like making the big bucks. But the other side of the coin is marketing, right? So if you have your own products, your own business, your own whatever, even affiliate deals that you're gonna benefit from, this is where I think people can make more money from podcasting. Um, so, you know, let's just say, for example, that Harry Potter podcast, you talked about there. what if they had, you know, their own, uh, well, I've actually seen it recently on like the Instagram ads, right? You've seen these funny videos where like they've created this one that shoots a spark out and this little flame comes out of it and they use it to like prank people and prank their wives and stuff like that. For example, if they'd made that product and then made the podcast, the podcast and the views that it generates is reaching that very niche market. Well, not that niche, but the niche market of Harry Potter fans who are most likely to buy that product. So then you're making money through the podcast through advertising a product that specifically does design for that target audience of that podcast. So then this is how, like, we never tried to hide this, but this is exactly how 100K Freelancer Club works. Like, there's there's a number of reasons why we have this podcast is one is because like we absolutely love freelance and we think it's the best thing in the world. And if you want to choose, like we love this lifestyle and we want to show this lifestyle off to the world just so people know that it exists and they have the option to, you know, research it more and jump on board. The second thing is that we use this podcast to give off, um, well, to give out free content to the general public so that they trust us. You can listen to us for hours and hours across all of our podcasts. We demonstrate our knowledge. We demonstrate our skill. We take you through our experiences to prove to you that we are legitimate people or legitimate freelancers that do have the ability to teach you something um, teach you something new uh, about freelancing. And therefore, you can buy our product, which is the 100K Freelancer Club course, um, and we do, you know... There's other like deals with companies and, you know, softwares that freelance loves to do, uh, stuff like that. But like that podcast allows us to reach people, give, give you that level of trust, um, and enable you to buy the product that we have. So we don't make any money from the podcast itself, but from you finding this podcast, so you might be listening to this today. You might be listening to it as a clip on an Instagram reel or something. But that has, you know, it's introduced you Mm. to the 100K Freelancer Club, it's introduced you to our product, and it's given that level of trust to basically get you over the line of purchasing. Because I think me and you, Niall, we come from two different worlds that kind of work on the same thing. Sure. Whereas I work in the world of marketing, and I'm working with people like you to get the businesses that I'm working with to get their products on your show whereas you're you've got the hands-on experience of actually making the show itself um and like you said earlier like um, well this may have been before the podcast but you work uh, in a studio that actually helps people get advertisement uh, on their podcast and stuff like that too so we've got that two different you know levels uh yeah. of experience there but
1: i don't want it to sound negative and put people off starting a podcast because i think a podcast is a really expressive form They're free to make pretty much. You have to pay a lot of the time for somewhere to host it. For example, if you want your podcast to be on Apple or on Spotify, but there are so many websites where you can host audio for free and everyone's got a smartphone these days. You can literally record a podcast into your smartphone now and and upload it and post it somewhere. We've seen this in the social media world with Twitter spaces and Instagram live and things like this you know there are so many ways to express yourself and podcasting is not something i would ever discourage anyone from because it's certainly a great way to become expressive it's certainly a great marketing tool as we've been discussing what i am trying to say is if you think you're going to start a podcast to get rich and famous you're probably in the in the strong strong minority you know there's a highly unlikely possibility of that being the case and that doesn't mean don't start a podcast you could absolutely be one of that 0.01 percent of people that go on to make it big solely through being on a podcast but a lot of the time people that do make a decent wedge of money from podcasting make it from previous gains in terms of where is their following their platform come from so that is something i think is definitely worth mentioning But absolutely for marketing purposes, absolutely for creative purposes, podcasting, there's a reason it's absolutely exploding at the moment. There's a reason that more people than ever are listening to podcasts. And that's because of that previous attractiveness that we've already discussed.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for me, when I think, okay, why would you start a podcast as a freelancer? So if you are freelancing, why would you start a podcast in? Diving into some points i have already mentioned there, like if you're a UX designer, for example, mm-hmm. you could create a podcast called Design Talks where you talk about designs. Now, okay, like we've Niall's been saying, you're not expecting to make huge ad revenue from that podcast, but what it does is it shows prospective clients that you know what you're talking about. Because if you don't know what you're talking about, that's going to show in the podcast. But I doubt you would have you know a podcast about it if you didn't know what you were talking about. So. By talking about those things, speaking with other freelance designers, going over the latest trends, it really demonstrates that level of skill. And then you've got to be careful that over to clients.
1: You do have to be careful there, though, because not everyone who has a podcast knows what they're talking about. (laughs) There are people that (laughs) listen to us and think these two boys have not got a clue because my experience is totally different. And, you know, I work mainly in football, as I've said. So a lot of the time, the opinions that I give on the sport, people disagree with. That's just the way it is. That's the game. And it's the same in real life. So you've got to be careful by by suggesting that, you know, people who have a podcast know what they're talking about. Because that isn't always the case. And sometimes I hear things on podcasts that come up on reels or clips or whatever people have put on TikTok, for example. And I think that's so far wider the mark, you know. Um yeah. but you know, that that's one thing. That's that's the beauty of podcasting, is that everyone is able to have their say. The downside of podcasting can be that everyone is able to have their say and so therefore you know with every podcast where you agree with someone there are going to be podcasts that are completely misguided and misled but that is the nature of a a free medium it is that easy to pick up a microphone now and do a podcast and that is partly the beauty of it and also part of the ugly side of it
0: yeah true i do feel like that is kind of the attractiveness of some podcasts in terms of like to a listener, whereas like they don't have to fully agree with you. Like you can go on a podcast, a sport podcast, and say, I think Neymar is the best player that's ever lived. Hmm. And that's going to, you know, get some people angry. Some people are going to agree with you. But then, you know, how do you find that stuff in podcasts? Because you cannot be right all of the time, especially when some stuff is subjective, right?
1: But that's part of it. You know, you talk about being involved in a community, that's exactly what it is. So, For me, some of the things I say people don't agree with, but it it could go for life beyond football. Everyone has an opinion, whether that's political, current affairs, sport, music. For example, one of my controversial opinions is I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. And every time I say that to people, they're like, what? You don't like the Beatles? They're the greatest band ever. Well, not for me, they're not. You know, I respect what they've done and they've influenced countless bands. And they are one of the greatest musicians, like music acts in the history of music. That is undisputable. The facts are there. But for me and what I like to listen to, the Beatles aren't even in my top 100 bands and people think, well, that's mad. How can you? But they've influenced all these people. And so you know there are questions there to be had over what your opinion is worth and the value of your opinion. And that's one thing that podcasting can give you. It can give you a voice. And for me, I will sit and say that the Beatles aren't in my top 100 bands. I don't have to give a reason why I'll just say, you know, I'm not denying that they're a great band because of the amount of records they sold. You don't sell millions and millions of records if you're not a great band, but they're just not my cup of tea. They're not to my taste. And that's one of the things that you need to kind of get to grips with is particularly if you are featuring on a podcast that does have a significant amount of listens, you are going to be subjected to flack. It's the same as anything. You put yourself out there on social media and You can put your work out there and you can be very safe with what you tweet and very safe with what you post on Instagram. That is one thing that podcasting does have. It's a little bit more jeopardy. So if you're using it as a marketing tool, for example, we can post and manipulate whatever we want on social media between us. We can say, here you go, look at this. This is great. Come and do this. We're the best. I think podcasting has a little bit more of an edge to it. It's a little bit more raw and it's got that little bit of extra jeopardy where you might say something that people don't agree with. And you need to be prepared to deal with that and deal with other opinions. You know, it's it's okay on social media because, you know, it's editable. Effectively, it's editable. Yeah. Sometimes, I.
0: You know what I mean? uh, Yeah, I think it's it's so hard. Like, I'm guessing impossible to script like an hour long podcast. And I think this is why you see like those influencers that you like, you know, on Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube. When you see them on a podcast for the first time or, you know, they appear on a podcast and then you realize, oh, my God, this person's an idiot. But it's because in that hour long podcast, they can't control what's happening because it's just, you know, it's natural. It's just the conversation. You know, if it's if it's a podcast that isn't like edited like crazy, like, you know, we're going to go away and I will skim through this podcast (laughs) when I'm listening to it to get it ready to publish. But I'm not going to completely cut it move it around design it to like fit an agenda i guess as some people might do but yeah it's it's much more raw but that's why i was talking about the element of trust from a podcast because like you get a much like closer feeling of who we are as people what mm. we know more and than how you could ever do through are. a
1: tweet or an instagram
0: post oh definitely a hundred percent so because like you said you can completely fabricate your life on instagram like you could make it seem like you know you were having the best time ever you were the richest person ever when you know really that just isn't the case and i feel like what, you, what we've been talking about here is that you know you can't it's, it's so hard to fake that on on an actual podcast
1: yeah i guess it would be hard to fake it consistently it's not to say that people haven't done it in the past but i don't know why you would want to i don't know why you would want to do that and like i say for us In particular, podcasting is a great way to um, market an industry or a business. Now, another thing I think I should add just on top of that is if you're thinking of starting a podcast solo, the likelihood of that being attractive to people is very, very slim as well. The statistics show that two-way conversation, three-way, four-way, roundtable discussion, debate, forums, those sorts of things via podcast form are much more received, uh, much more positively received, let's just say to listeners than just someone sat on their own and speaking at you for 25 minutes you know it's not an audio book so i think you know if you're trying to market yourself maybe you're a like you say a ux designer and you're you're a freelancer and you're kind of a sole trader so to speak there's no point just speaking about your latest designs because without sounding horrible no one cares so you need to make sure that it's something that people are interested in. For example, people are interested in me and you discussing freelancing because they can relate to us and they can relate to our experiences because they may have had similar experiences. Now, what's to suggest that me doing that on my own is going to get people to listen? Because no one cares about the sole person, the singular person, unless they have a a significant background or something you're interested in. I don't see it. I just don't see it. So what I guess I'm trying to say is, you need to make sure that if you're using it as a marketing purpose for yourself as an individual, that's something that I would question as to whether that was a wise idea. And to encapsulate that, what I mean is me and you talk about this with reference to the 100K Freelancer Club, a resource where people can go and link up with other freelancers and see some of the experiences that we've had and some of the courses that are there for people to get stuck into, some of the guests we've spoken to, on this show they've shared their experiences with us in relation to how the 100k freelancer club or maybe their services might be able to help freelancers in the future if i was just sat on my own talking about my freelance career trying to market myself it just simply wouldn't work so i think that that's another thing to take into consideration for sure
0: yeah i think it would just be weird because the the feedback that i get from people they say two things. One is they say, I love the relationship between you and Niall. <laughs> and two is to say, like, I, I feel like I know you too. So it's like, I think it would be so much different. Just like you say, like, s- sat alone talking about something, because then you're just talking to someone, you're not hosting a discussion. So maybe it's a good idea if you are a freelancer looking to, you know, jump on these tips and s- start in a podcast, talking about design mm. tips or whatever to demonstrate your mm. skill, grab a friend then grab someone they don't have to be a ux designer maybe it's a complementary skill or just do do a
1: five six minute podcast people go onto youtube and go you know and that's that's another thing you know you're fighting with youtube if you if you you know if you're a mechanic and you're teaching someone how to tighten the wheel on a car people just go to youtube so yeah you know you got you got to think about what podcasting is for podcasting is an entertainment space a lot of the time people are listening to podcasts to be entertained often in the car where there is that no visual medium a large percentage of people listen to podcasts in the car whilst they're on the move kind of replacing the old school listening to the radio or listening to music so i think that there's elements of it that you can kind of drill down deeper into and and kind of pick the facts apart and say well this works for me this doesn't work for me you know if you are maybe thinking about something you know like individual let's just say maybe you just need to do a five six minute podcast here's how i you know maybe yeah i don't i don't know to to use a specific business and industry here's how i plumbed someone's kitchen in six minutes you know that (laughs) doesn't sound particularly exciting to me personally What an
0: exhilarating podcast yeah (laughs) no but i get what you mean just just like Maybe then, if you, if you are an individual, it is better. Just bite the bullet and go for that, you know, that visual format. Or find of other YouTube. like-minded
1: people and find your niche. I think that's the key. Find your niche. You know, If you are a, a Harry Potter fan, find other like-minded Harry Potter fans. Find other people that share your passion. And if you're going to start a podcast, market the podcast to the right spaces. Find the Harry Potter Facebook groups. Find the Daniel Radcliffe fan pages on Twitter and you know, get in touch with them, market yourself there. And it can be really fun and expressive. And a lot of the time people start these projects because they are passion projects and not to make money. And there's the example again, like why would you say I'm gonna get rich quick by talking about Harry Potter? Just not gonna happen. There's no market for it. But in podcasting, you create a niche. You talk about Harry Potter, you talk about football, you talk about freelancing, whatever you wanna talk about. And you find like-minded people to discuss it with. It's creative. And also, it's a great way to kind of express yourself and a marketing tool as well, if you have a business. So, you know, there we go. I think that, that we've kind of touched upon some of the key things in terms of podcasting. Um, I wouldn't say this relates to all freelancers. A lot of freelancers were listening to this thinking it doesn't really apply to me. But I think it's certainly maybe a wider, not lesson to be learned, but a wider concept maybe to be taken on board in terms of, how this might fit into your business plans in the future
0: yeah definitely and then i'll ask you one last question to close out this podcast and if there's somebody you know they've listened to this podcast or they've been thinking about it for a while a freelancer what would you recommend them uh, to do to get started like what would your top tips be just in a nutshell for somebody looking to create a podcast
1: so i said earlier on you need to speculate to accumulate And what I meant by that is not accumulate in terms of make money, accumulate in terms of drive people to whatever it is you're promoting. Now I'm stood here in a professional recording studio. You've got a high quality mic and decent setup at home where you are in Spain. If your sound quality is bad, people will not listen to your podcast. Doesn't need to be particularly perfectly polished in terms of the editing. You don't need to have really fancy production. But if it sounds like it's been recorded on a tape deck from 1983, no one's going to listen to your podcast because it's difficult to listen to that sort of stuff. So I would say if you're going to do it, invest in decent quality kit. Now that doesn't mean spend thousands of pounds on a microphone. You can go on Amazon and you can find a podcasting kit for a decent price, which you can plug into your computer and it's very, very affordable. So I would say speculate to accumulate in terms of make sure you invest in decent kit. And if you're going to do it, plan it out. So you said earlier, you can't plan out an hour long podcast. I disagree. I think, I think you probably could do that depending on what it is you're looking to get out of it. And I think sit down and instead of just pressing, record straight away and thinking about what you're going to say, write down five episode plans, just spend an hour, just write down, Right, episode one. I'm going to talk about this episode two. I'm going to talk about this. And these are the bullet points that I want to say, and this is the person I'm going to talk to. And these are the things that we want to cover. And plan it out, so then you've got a, you know, a kind of like a mini series. Then, so it it has value, rather than so many podcasts. Right, start, Jacob. They'll do three, four, five episodes. They'll get bored, and then they'll sack it off, and they'll never touch it again. And they'll just be sat there on the internet that no one will ever listen to them. I think if you can create something like a body of work, doesn't have to be sensational, but certainly it needs to be easy to listen to in terms of the sound quality. Make sure you have some sort of idea of what you want to say, and you don't have to be a professional broadcaster. That's the fun of podcasting, it's kind of the expressive side of it. You know, I've been doing this for I've been doing podcasting for six years, you know, and I've been doing professional media for coming up to 10. So, we're talking, you know, not everyone's going to sound particularly professional from the very start. It's take, I'm still trying to get to that point where I'm, you know, as professional as I would like. So, you know, i think that's worth it so if, if you're starting a podcast think about what you want to say think about what value it will offer to you think about what value it will offer to the people who are listening and just try and maybe write down a few notes as to what you think you might get out of it and then you can decide whether it's worth it for you or not
0: yeah wow love that that's a decent advice Good. As always. <laughs> That's the point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what to say now. I haven't got that five years of podcast and experience behind me. No, it's it's, I, it's just I, it's
1: just more one of those things where it's like anything, and I would say everything's got pros and cons. What's what works for some people might not work for others. The same applies to podcasting, but sometimes if you just sit, take yourself out of the box for a second, write down for 10-15 minutes what is it you would want to talk about, and how will that benefit you? and your business, how will that benefit the person listening? And would they be interested? And if you can't get five, six episodes out of what you want to talk about decent sort of 25, 30 minute episodes, then I wouldn't bother.
0: Yeah, that's true because yeah, I guess if if there's not that sort of, you know, that need for, if you can cover everything you want to say in 30 minutes, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to discourage anybody from uploading a podcast here, but yeah, no, I agree. And 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 going back to what you were saying earlier, I didn't mean that you can't, you shouldn't plan. I was saying that you couldn't script <laughs> yeah. out word for word, as in like no, actor lines. No, 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 no. One no. hour, it would just sound horrendous. It would be stupid. Like...
1: It would be stupid because <laughs> that's not podcasting. That's that's drama. That's radio. That's, well, yeah,
0: it's, it's acting different. exactly. Yeah, totally different. And I think when people. Like I listen to podcasts. I mean, even now listening to you, like it just seems so easy for you. It seems so easy for the other podcasts. Like you're really, you know, affluent. You can say exactly what you're thinking, your thoughts come to you really fast in the moment because this is live. And I think looking at it from an outsider, it seems so easy and you feel like you (laughs) can do it because it looks so easy. But then when you put yourself in that moment for the first time then you realize actually this is hard and i do need a lot of practice. well
1: that's what i, mean, I guess that's one thing i don't like and i will say that And i know we're keen to kind of wind down now we've been talking for a while but one thing i don't like is podcasting and broadcasting are two different things so they sit in the same space they're both broadcast media but podcasting isn't live i mean Whatever we say now, you could literally edit this out of the podcast and no one will have any record that I ever said it. I could say anything I wanted right now. You could take it out. And whatever we publish to the world is what the world hears. In broadcasting, you are a lot of the time live. So there is no option to edit. You have to get it right. For example, we're recording this shortly after a new king was crowned in the UK. And I saw a tweet from a news reporter who was stood outside Buckingham Palace As the king and his wife were in the gold carriage pulled by horses waving to the crowds and she had one take to get her news bulletin correct she had one go at it to make sure that she said the right words that she didn't slip up that she didn't stumble that she got all of her facts right and she did it within a certain time limit that is broadcasting that is hard podcasting is not as difficult i'm not saying it's without its challenges because it certainly has them but it's, it kind of annoys me a little bit that people kind of use podcast to broadcast interchangeably. If you're a podcaster, you're not a broadcaster. They're two different challenges. I could sit here and take 10 takes at this podcast, 10 takes at doing the intro, 10 takes at doing the outro. That woman, that day, when that gold carriage was going by, had one shot to do it, and she did it. It's like commentating on a live sports event. When Usain Bolt runs the 100 meters in 9.54 seconds or whatever it was, you know, the commentator has got one chance to get that moment right. And that is the difference, I think. So that's one thing that I wanted to sort of get off my chest. But yeah, anyway, now that's out of the way, I think we can all leave everyone to the rest of their day.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what, I'll put your live broadcast and skills to the test and I'll give you one take, no matter what you say, will be this outro. Go for
1: it. Oh, okay. You're throwing the <laughs> outro onto me. All right then. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of the 100k freelancer club don't forget to go and check out the website myself and jacob hopefully you will be back with more episodes jacob was with christoph from austria our good friend chatting recently as well and you can catch up with those episodes just by scrolling back in the timeline but for me and jacob from everyone at the 100k freelancer club that is it we hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch you next time
0: nice one perfect take one love it see you later guys bye
1: <laughs> bye <laughs>